everyone. Welcome back for another episode of the Joy and Infertility Podcast. I'm your host, Kaylee Porter, and my hope is that you will join me on this road of finding joy, even in infertility. Hey friends, today I'm chatting with Abby Brown. Abby is a freelance photographer who lives in Albany, New York with her pastor husband, Bo. And really, Abby and Bo are still newlyweds by most standards, but man, have they been through a lot in just a few short years. I chat with Abby today about their three consecutive miscarriages that they experienced in less than a year and how each one brought up a different emotion towards God. God is not surprised by my emotion towards Him. You know, He knows that I'm angry, so it's okay to admit to Him that I'm angry. God, you're still good. Even if you don't do what I want you to do, you're still good, and I know your plan is still greater than mine. You're going to feel the emotion in this interview for sure. Sometimes these interviews happen after someone's been facing their journey for years and years. But last month, which is when I interviewed Abby, was just one year since their first miscarriage. So Abby, I just want to say to you, thank you for not keeping your story to yourself, but allowing it to flow out to others so that they can be encouraged by it. Even how Abby and Bo just came to the point of being able to share their journey was so powerful. So let's jump right into my conversation with Abby. Hey, Abby, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. Glad to be here. I am too. So you're the the sister of one of my best friends, and um, I just I've known so much about you from afar, and I've heard a little bit about your story, and I'm just really glad to have you on today. Yeah. Well, like I said, thanks for having me. It's an honor to be here. Let's get started by um, telling us a little bit about you and your husband. Yes. Oh, my husband. I could talk about him forever. He's the greatest. (laughs) (laughs) We, um, just a quick background. We were met and married within a year. So I did not know that. (laughs) Yeah. We, um, um, met and I wouldn't say it was love at first sight, but we were definitely interested in each other, um, and started dating a few months later and only dated for four months until we got engaged. And then we're engaged for two months before we got married. So, yeah, we are best friends. Um, That's why we got married is we couldn't live a day without each other. So that's adorable. (laughs) Yeah. So we um, both grew up in Oklahoma. And then about two years ago now, he um, is a pastor at Life Church. And so we moved from Life Church Stillwater to Life Church, Albany, New York. (laughs) Big difference. <laughs> yes, very big difference from weather to people to atmosphere. Um, it's different, but it's really fun. And it's been a really fun adventure. We love exploring. So we get to go to New York City and Boston and all these fun places all the time. It's oh, really that's cool. cool. Yeah. That's and what really a perfect great. time to live there when you're young and like can just run off to the city. That's really cool. Yeah, it was it was five months after we got married, we moved and we're like, let's go explore. (laughs) (laughs) So it's been really fun. And y'all are adorable. You're also a photographer. Yes. Yes. So, um, I actually used to work for life church as well, but stepped down, um, when we moved to Stillwater and then from then started doing freelance photography. And so it's been really, really fun. And the cool thing is we both get to work together a lot. I help a lot um, with him and his ministry, but he also um, helps me with photography. He actually like comes to weddings and is like my second shooter and stuff. So we get to work together a lot. So it's really fun. That's awesome. 
And that means that your Instagram account is adorable because you're <laughs> a cute photographer. So your Instagram feed is so cute. Thank you. Thank you. So you guys started to try to build your family a couple years ago, right? Yeah. So originally our plan was like, we're going to wait a few years, you know, just enjoy being young and obviously moving and stuff. We'll explore. Um, but once we got here and got settled in, our hearts really changed. So we hadn't even been married a year yet. And we're like, all right, let's just not prevent, you know, let's not try, but not prevent either. Um, so, um, I stopped taking birth control and then it actually was like six months before we even got pregnant. And so in that time, you know, the first few months it was like, okay, okay. And then it went from like, not trying to like, okay, let's be more intentional. Cause obviously this isn't working. Um, yeah. so it took six months before we even got pregnant to begin with. And then we, um, got pregnant in August of 2017. So it's been a year since the first time we got pregnant. Um, the pregnancy was very short lived. The first one, um, we had a miscarriage a week later. Mm. So a week later from you finding out. Yeah. Mm. So that was tough to say the least. Had you guys told anybody or was it still just between y'all? It was just between us. Um, Bo's boss at the time knew um, just in case anything did happen. We wanted him to be aware if, you know, Bo had to miss work or anything like that. Uh, So, but other than that, we kept it really close to ourselves. So it was a weird time. We were also moving into our house at the time. Mm, (laughs) So it was a really, yeah, it was a crazy season. And so uh, that was just a tough time. It's, it's weird because it's like, oh, you know, it was only a week and it was really early on. But I think that something people fail to understand is the like thoughts and the prayers that you've already put in to that pregnancy, you know, mm-hmm. like the future you've already created for that child right. in your head. So. Oh, yeah. And just a day. I mean, finding out you're pregnant a day later, you've already got the entire like nine months planned and you figured out how you're going to tell everyone in your life. And I mean, so a week is that's you've had a lot of dreams in a week Yeah, um, and you've fallen in love with that baby. So yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So after that, um, we were just like, OK, you know, let's heal for a second. Um, I didn't realize you were actually pretty fertile after you miscarriage too, like that. Um, oh, really? Yeah. So we got pregnant two months later again. So we had, took one month off, um, which was like the doctor doctor's recommendation to heal, um, and then got pregnant basically right away. And so we we're like, oh gosh, you know, it's such an emotional journey to go from like highs to lows to highs again it's like I don't even know what's happening you know Mm -hmm. so um and that wasn't it wasn't planned but it wasn't unplanned either you know so that pregnancy um we didn't tell anybody again except for um Bo's boss again just because he knew the situation to begin with and we were on a little more 
alert that time, obviously. And so we have a really, really great doctor. And so they were already doing testing and stuff like that just after our first miscarriage. They're, um, they're incredible. They're like, we don't need to wait for you to have three miscarriages to test you now, um, which is awesome. Yeah, that's great. And so we um, went for like our first ultrasound and everything was good um, with that baby. That was at like seven weeks. And then they wanted to do ultrasounds every two weeks just to make sure because I was because um, I had already had a miscarriage previously. And so we went back for the nine week ultrasound and found out we were miscarrying again. Sorry. It's okay. Um, that looked really different. Like emotionally, it looked different. Mm-hmm. I would say the first one was like all grief. And the second one was all anger. Mm. Yeah. So, and that's something I struggled with, like being a pastor's wife, obviously, is like, how can you be angry at God and still serve God? It's like a weird. And Pastor Craig did an amazing job talking about this a few weeks ago with this hope in the dark. You know, he mm-hmm. talked about the wrestle and the embrace. And that's exactly how I describe that. It's just like, I don't understand. I don't get it. Why? You know, I'm so, it's so funny because I always try to plan out my life. And it's like, I have no control. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's always worked out. So I don't know why I keep trying to plan it when I know God's plan is so much better. But it was just wrestling and embracing and, you know, the guilt of like, how can I be angry at God and be a pastor's wife? And like, you know, you just had people looking up to you and looking for your response in this situation. Um, And so it felt really guilty and I felt like I couldn't admit that I was angry. Um, But the greatest thing was realizing that it's okay. You know, it's okay to be upset with God or to be confused and to not understand. Um, And I just, I think it was in a Bible plan I was reading. And I just realized like, God is not surprised by my emotion towards him. You know, he knows that I'm angry. So it's okay to admit to him that I'm angry. Mm -hmm. It's freeing. Yeah. And so I just thought of it of like a parent, you know, it's like, When I was mad at my parents, my parents knew why I was mad at them. They knew I was mad at them. And they knew what they were doing was still better for me, even though I was angry that I would come around, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I was like, God is not surprised by this. He's not upset. He understands. But he also has a greater picture in mind. So that was really... Um, a tough season and I just once I felt like I could admit to God that I was angry I felt relief Mm -hmm. how long did it take you to get to that point from that second miscarriage um about two weeks after 
So I um, stayed home from church and activities, you know, one, because I didn't want to be around people because you have, you know, people coming up to you all the time and asking you how you're doing and stuff. And I just didn't feel like I could emotionally respond accurately. Mm -hmm. And I'm an introvert anyway and don't really like to share everything with anyone to begin with. So I'm like, I really don't want people in my face right now. So uh, I stayed home. I actually don't think I went to church for two weeks. And then I went back, you know, and that was tough to just face people. You know, some people knew by then they had let all of those coworkers know, which is all of the church staff too. So I was like, oh, people know, and they're looking at me, you know, it's just like this weird thing of like, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to express it, but just felt different. And so I was just hurting and angry. And then I walked in and then, of course, you know, Pastor Craig just comes in clutch every time. <laughs> and it was God with us in a storm was the message. I was like, oh, good. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I cried through the whole thing. Like, there's not one. Like, he was making jokes and I'm still crying, you know. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> but after that, it was total peace. Like, I just, mm-hmm. like, I understood. Not that God gave me any clear vision of, like, hey, it's okay or anything like that. But I just knew that that he loved us and that he had the best in mind and that this was not meant to hurt us. So then my husband looked at me afterwards. He's like, you good? Did you figure it out with God? I'm like, yeah. He's like, okay, good. (laughs) (laughs) So that was definitely the hardest. Um, And what's funny is we decided we were going to take a break after that. And so we were going to start preventing again just to heal physically, emotionally. I mean, it affects every part of your life from spiritual, emotional, physical, financial. There's no part that wasn't affected. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, we just need to take a break for a second and collect ourselves. Um, And we'll get back to that some other time you know when we feel like we're ready and so we were actually I printed a prescription to have my birth control refilled and because it had been so long there was a delay because I had to talk to my doctor's office and so Uh what's funny is we went out of town and so I needed it filled before we were going out of town and it wasn't filled in time and so we were like went out of town to like see our family, but it was also our anniversary trip. <laughs> <laughs> and so by the time we got back home, I was like, oh, I don't want to start taking this yet because now I don't know. And, you know, I wouldn't want to injure a baby if there was a baby. And so the night before my husband's birthday was a month later, the night before his birthday, we found out we were pregnant again. And it was like, oh, Man. goodness. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we were like, oh man. And so that was from December was our miscarriage and we had a DNC for the second one. I didn't mention that. Um, Oh, you did. And then 
February we were we found out we were pregnant again. Or February we got pregnant again. And so um it was a surprise. <laughs> and man, that was just you know, people around us knew our story at that point, just people that we are close with. And so, like, everyone's like, oh, this is the one, you know? Mm-hmm. And the timing, like, worked out so well. Where it's like, oh, you know, it's our anniversary trip. You know, we found out before Bo's birthday. Like, this has got to be God, right? It's perfect, yeah. Yeah, it works out. And so, I actually had a whole different approach to that pregnancy. It was like, I'm just going to trust God, like, I've seen what it does when you don't, because that was last the last one, you know, was angry, disappointed, all of those things. And so I was like, you know what, every day I said, I'm pregnant today and I'm thankful for that. Sorry. And so I just decided I was going to trust God through that whole pregnancy and not try to plan anything and not trying to control it and really just live day by day in appreciation. So that's what I did. And um, I'd say, you know, God, I know you can and I know you will, but even if you don't, I'm still going to praise you. And so that situation looked very similar to the last. We went in for an ultrasound at seven weeks and everything was fine. Uh, we saw a different doctor that time. My normal doctor wasn't available. And so she delayed the next ultrasound. Instead of every two weeks, she made it four weeks out, which was shocking for me, just knowing my situation. And so, uh, at 11 weeks, we found out at the second ultrasound that we had been miscarrying again. Hmm. But I really expected to be, like, devastated. Like, just expected to be like completely wiped out after that you know it's like everything was so perfectly lined up but I didn't you know I wasn't devastated I wasn't angry I wasn't even confused I just felt peace and that was the difference in trusting God through the whole process mm-hmm. you know what I would Tell him, it's like, I know you love this child more than I ever could, so. As hard as it is for me, I know it's not easy for you either. So we were, God had already actually given us a name for that baby before we even found out we were pregnant. Like, while we were on that trip, um, it just... We actually crossed, like, the Texas and Oklahoma River. And I just felt God saying, you're going to, the next time you get pregnant, you're going to name the baby River. Mm-hmm. And so I just looked at Bo and I was like, hey, what do you think about this name? And he's like, why are you thinking about baby names? You know, we weren't pregnant then. I was like, I just feel like God's telling us we should name this baby River. 
And so we did, whether it was going to be a girl or a boy. We did. We called the baby river the whole time we were pregnant. And so we realized afterwards that God gave us this name because rivers flow. And we want the story of what we've been through and our baby to flow out and affect other people too. So that's when we decided to share our story publicly. We hadn't, we'd only told close people and relatives. So we, um, our worship pastor came to us and was like, Hey, I want you guys to tell your story on the weekend, but not just at our campus at six other campuses. And I was like, Oh gosh. <laughs> you know? I meant I was just going <laughs> to tell a few people. I was like, wait a second. Like I know <laughs> Jesus, we talked about this, but remember I'm an introvert. Like this is not in my comfort zone at all. Um, so I said, yes, um, a little reluctantly to be honest. <laughs> I was just scared um and it's just amazing that the impact it's made so far I've had so many women come up to me and so many people that have just recently had miscarriages and had dnc's and um when we posted about it there was like a friend of ours had just had their first miscarriage and they were like man this is perfect timing you know for us to know that somebody else is going through this and how have you guys gotten through this multiple times? And so it's just been really cool to see God work through it all, even though, you know, it feels like such a tough journey. He's still so good. Yeah. Okay. That was the hard part. (laughs) (laughs) How did you feel on that day or that weekend, I guess, that when they started playing that video? It was. Did you want to stay home? Yeah. (laughs) I told them I was going to be hiding in the office the whole time. (laughs) And a lot of it I was. (laughs) I went in there and I made myself watch it the first time. And it's just, you know, it's just such a. A weird thing but the thing was like even people I had been working with like I help with a creative media team at the church and like people on my team didn't even know and you know I was pretty close with them but only like very selective people really knew and so people were just shocked and they're like why didn't you tell us we could have been praying for you like I had no idea you were going through this you know so it really opened my eyes to be more open to people about it it's like so you don't regret at all sharing it no not at all just because now people have a little bit more understanding of what we've been through but then also people that have gone through it feel like they can come to us too and so it's just really good to have community in that and to know that you're not alone and you're not the only one going through it because it is such a quiet topic which is such a weird thing yeah but it's also so personal that how do you tell it either, you know? It's a, yeah, it's kind of stuck in the middle of this is so close to our heart and so intimate between us. Like, how do we share this with other people? But then it's so secretive of, well, I don't feel like anybody's going through this. But when you find out they are, you can see there's a whole community behind it. 
Yeah. Yeah. So no regrets. No regrets at all. I haven't. I've yet to hear anybody say they've regretted it. They've regretted sharing um, because I just think what you said, they, the outpouring of love and support, as well as people that say me too, is just overwhelming and in the best way. Yeah, absolutely. So three miscarriages in less in a year. Yeah, less than, a year? Less than eight months. So that's a lot. Yeah, that is a lot. <laughs> yeah, it was a emotional roller coaster <laughs> for sure. But so, do you guys have a like a next step, or are you moving forward in any other directions? Right now, we um, we decided we we're actually taking a break this time. Um, no surprises. Um, just for my body mainly to heal, but also, like I said, physically, spiritually, financially. Um, but obviously, three miscarriages in eight months takes a toll on you, especially when you know we were on hormone boosters and blood thinners and all of these things that really can take its effect. And being high risk, you know, it's wasn't really able to work out or do any of the things that I would normally do. So just needed to find normalcy. That's what my cus- my husband calls it. We needed to find normal ground again. Mm, um, that's good advice. Yes. So uh, we're taking a break right now, and we don't really know when that will end. We have, mm-hmm. um, to get kind of specific, our doctor thinks we have a balanced translocation chromosome which I don't know if you've ever heard of that, but it's basically like two of our chromosomes. And this could be either in me or in Bo. It could affect either one of us. Um, basically the chromosomes can be in the wrong place, but still the equal amount. And so they're translocation, which means they're in the opposite, they're in the wrong place, but balanced. Um, so that it doesn't affect us. You know, we don't have any special needs or anything like that. We're, normal but we can carry that down to our baby's chromosomes so that when the chromosomes are developing they may not be balanced or they may not be in the right place and so it can either cause miscarriages or special needs or it can be completely normal like it's just like a there's like a one in four chance every time oh wow yeah, so the next step would be to do, it's called a karyotype blood test, and to look at um, my chromosomes and my husband's chromosomes to see if we have that balanced translocation. Um, but because of the timeline of the two miscarriages, they both happened at seven and a half weeks is when the baby's heartbeat stopped both times, um, that there's a common ground that that's why they think it may be happening. Okay. Yeah, so before we try again, we'll definitely do that test. We just don't know when that right time is. Um, we're also really passionate about fostering and, and adopting. That has been our plan long before we ever thought about having our own children. You know, when we were dating, we were even both talking about it. Bo was actually, <laughs> he's so awesome. He um, is really passionate about um, babies with special needs. And so he was looking up like adopting a baby with special needs while he was single, like before we even Aww. met. I was like, hold up, you can't do that on your own. You're going to need me for this. <laughs> um, That's awesome. Yeah. So long before we've always known we want to foster and adopt, we have a really big heart for that. So it's just kind of 
we're listening for God to tell us when and where, you know? Yeah. How do you feel? How do you and Bo process that when you're waiting? Like, what are the, how does, what does your day look like whenever you're waiting? Like, do you go through 10 different changes of your mind throughout a day of, today's the day. Wait, we're not going to do it today. I need a rest. It's so funny. Yeah. That's exactly how it goes. We'll like see a, a lot of our friends are fostering right now. And it's like, oh, like, all right, let's foster. Let's sign up for the next class. And then it's like, oh, wait, like, like praying, you know, to God about it. It's like, I really there's nothing stopping us. I just don't feel like I have a green light from God on that's the next step, yeah. you know? And so it's like, okay, let's do it. Cause look how cute that little baby is over there. Like, oh my gosh. And then it's like, it could have been ours. Yeah, exactly. It's like, wait, hold up. No, what? And then it's like, okay, let's do this blood test. And then it's like, wait, are we ready to do that? You know? Um, so we go back and forth. I told Bo yesterday, I was like, I want to do the blood test by December. And he's like, what? And I'm like, well, I don't know. I could change my mind. <laughs> I reserve the right yeah. to change my mind. So it's, yeah, a lot of changes. Um, really, though, day to day, we just try to enjoy where we're at. And that's like one of the biggest things that we've learned from this is like, hey, right now God's blessed us with a lot. Like we have a house. We're both doing jobs that we love. We have a really great marriage. Like let's just be grateful for what we have and work with that. Do you feel like it strengthened your marriage or oh my gosh. weakened it at any point? It strengthened it for sure. Um, you guys are still newlyweds pretty much. Yeah. Like, yeah. We've crammed a lot into your knowing years. Yes. Each other. <laughs> yes. Uh, we've been married for two and a half years, but it feels like 10 with all of And you've this. known each other for three and a half. Yes. Like. <laughs> Yes, we have. Uh, it's so funny. We we really love each other. It's great. Um, yeah, it's definitely strengthened our marriage so much. I mean, and I know it so often has the opposite effect, which is so heartbreaking. Uh, but Bo was really there through it all. You know, he was my rock because, like, like I said, I didn't, I wasn't open about it. I didn't share with anyone. The only people that knew were because Bo told them really. Um, because I didn't want to talk to anybody about it. So really he was my only support through all of it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's like the good, the bad, and the ugly is real um, when you're in pain and going through all of those things. And so it was just, it brought us very close together. And, you know, even during those seasons, we remember praying to God and being like, well, thank you for giving us each other and that, you know, we're even closer now. Um, it's such a gift. That's awesome. I know that's not always the case. And I think it's just a, a testament to even with you guys waiting and trying to take a break and the fact that you guys are on the same page with that. And you can laugh when you're like all up and down all over the place making different decisions. And you can also come to the end of the day and say, no, we're still waiting and we're still good. Um, I think it's just a testament to what God has done in your marriage and the fact that you guys center your entire lives around him and his purpose and his plans. And I just think that's, that's really powerful. And that's not always the case, but I think, I think it's always something that we can work and strive for and pray for and seek counsel for and, and all of those things. For sure. For sure. It's definitely a huge blessing. 
So has there been anything that you've read or listened to? I know you mentioned that sermon that was the day that you showed up to church um, that Pastor Craig did that's helped you through the last couple years. Yes, for sure. Yeah, that wrecked me. I actually recommend that to everybody that has come to me and recently had a miscarriage or something. I tell them, go back online, um, <laughs> look at Life Church's old messages and go to God with us in a storm. It's like it, you know, and it's- I'll this- put it in the show notes on the website so everybody can go click on it. Okay, awesome. You know, and I can't even, you know, there wasn't one part that stuck out. I just remember- being wrecked through the whole thing, you know? Um, so it was so good, you know, like I said, Pastor Craig just comes in clutch, you know? <laughs> um, so, yeah. And then he just did Hope in the Dark, oh, which was gosh, basically yeah. for ev- all, all of us in infertility. So it was for us. <laughs> yes, it was really, it was just incredible. It's so funny because he talked about the wrestle and embrace so much. And I had just read that in a Bible plan, you know, it's like, even if you're wrestling with God, like, wrestling is a full body contact sport. So to be pushing and pulling on God, like he would so much rather that than you to turn and walk away. You know, it's like push him, push him down, pull against him. Like you can have that struggle. Um, Just don't turn and walk away. So, Mm -hmm. and you have to be close to wrestle somebody. Yes. You know, you can't be in opposite rooms or in different buildings. Like you have to be skin on skin, face to face. You're, Oh, I just love that. Yes. Yes. It was so on point. Um, so definitely that message, um, just absolutely incredible. Um, the book of Daniel, you know, I mentioned it briefly earlier, but that has truly been my prayer. Of, mm-hmm. But even if he doesn't, you know, it's like, then the cool thing, you know, I actually started researching that story somewhere along this journey. And the cool thing is like Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego were like, about to get thrown in the fire and they're like you know our god will save us but if it even if he doesn't we're not going to bow down to your god like we're not going to give in we're not going to give up we still believe our god is good and in any normal superhero story like right as they're about to be thrown into the fire like god would have like swung down from the rope and rescued them right and they would have been fine but that's not what happened at all like they still got thrown in the fire and i think people miss that sometimes it's like we still get thrown in the fire, but God is with us in the fire, which is exactly yeah, what that There were not before. three people in the fire. There were four. There were four. Because he was, oh, yeah. He was there with them, walking through the fire just as they were, and they came out unharmed, but they still got mm-hmm. thrown in the fire. So that, um, I've just been I researching preached. that whole thing, um, and it's just been speaking to my heart. But like I said, that's my that's my prayer, and that has been um, throughout this journey of God, you're still good. Even if you don't do what I want you to do, you're still good. And I know your plan is still greater than mine. Um, so Daniel for sure. And then there's this book called Heinz feed on high places. Um, yes, such a good book. Um, and to be honest, I'm actually not even all the way through it, but just what I know so far blows my mind. Um, me and my friend. How far are you about halfway or? Yeah, about halfway. But I know <sighs> a lot of it too, because my friend actually, she bought the book for me for this journey. Um, cause she was going through, um, a different situation. And so I know a lot of the book just from our talks. And so, man, it's funny. Cause we, 
went out and we have coffee every week and we are talking about this book and her situation and which is the day that um, I was finding out that it was possible that we were going to be miscarrying again. You know, I was getting a call from the doctor about blood work and all of these things. And so, you know, I was basically telling her that it wasn't looking good. And so she was talking to me about this book beforehand, you know, it's like, um, you know, this deer thing starts in the valley and follows the shepherd up this mountain. And it's really hard for the deer to get up the mountain. And, you know, when the deer finally makes it up to the mountain, which is, I feel like is where we were at in this, you know, third pregnancy with everything looking so good and so perfect. And then you get up to the top of the mountain and the shepherd's like, all right, now go back down to the valley. It's like, what? No. You know, and so I just feel like that was so true to us. It's like, we feel like we're, we finally climbed the journey up on top of the mountain. And then God's like, all right, now I need you to go back down to the valley. It's like, what? Why? I don't understand. Uh-uh. Yeah. So just talks through that and reading through that has been um, really helpful. Yeah, it really is. I feel like it's a very soothing book. Um, yes, because it's it's an easy read. It's a story. Is was it called an allegory? I'm terrible at English things, I think but so. like, oh, but yes. it's really good. It's and really good. Her companions on the journey are sorrow and suffering, and those are the hands that she has to hold, and it's it's kind of painful to hold their hands, and but those are the companions that God that Jesus gave her, the good shepherd. Um, because she's lame and she can't make it to the high places yeah. because she's lame. Um, it's really good. It's really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. And it just, yes, it speaks to everything that you're going through. It's like, oh, good. I'm this little lame deer right now. <laughs> um, yeah. But sometimes it's true. Um, so those three things have definitely helped. Um, and honestly, just being open about it has really helped. So I actually have tattoos honoring um, my babies and so people will even you know ask about those you know I have a big r on the side of my arm and people stop and ask me all the time and that's just an opportunity for me to share my story with them so that's awesome yeah there's healing in that yeah to go from not wanting to not to not telling anyone and to literally (laughs) tattooing your body (laughs) to to declare their story like that's That's incredible. That that's Jesus. Right yeah. There. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So you're still in the middle of this. You are definitely nowhere close to to knowing what your next step is or moving forward. You're just on in in a season of being still and resting. But on your really hard days, like if you were to listen to this episode of yourself when you were deep, deep in the dark of a bad day, so what what would you tell yourself right now? Oh, man. Okay. Well, this is something I've been telling myself in this in this season, and it actually comes from um, my husband. He's so, so wise and really just such a good leader of our family. You know, we were driving home one day, and he's like, after all of the miscarriages, he's like, you know, if God never gives us a baby, if we never get to foster if we never get to adopt if this is just what we have for the rest of our life you have to be okay with that and I said no (laughs) I'm not okay with that um 
and just felt really convicted by that a few days later, you know, I was just thinking um, through, like, what what would that even look like? Like, I can't even picture my life in advance and just with what we've already been given. And so um, I came back around, was like, you know, you're right. We've been given enough. And, you know, basically he was saying that, that our faith isn't on what God's going to give us. Our faith isn't based on if God answers the prayer of giving us a baby, you know, our faith is put in what God has already done. He's already done enough. He gave his son so that we could be here. And that's enough. That is enough to praise him for the rest of your life. He doesn't owe us anything. He doesn't, there's not an expectation on him to give us a baby. It's he's already good and he's already done enough for us to praise him for the rest of our life. And so that is a constant reminder in my head. And so when I get disappointed or I get, you know, scrolling through Facebook can be so hard when you look at these pregnancy announcements and gender reveals and all of these things, you know, and I just remind myself of what God has already done for us, where we're at, what we've already been given. And it is just turns my perspective so quick, you know, it's like, we were laying on the couch watching Netflix the other day and it was just like, man, this is so nice, you know, just to be able to lay here with you and to spend time with you. Like, this is such a blessing that we have this, you know? Mm-hmm. So that is a constant reminder um, that God is already enough and he doesn't owe us anything. But that's not saying, you know, I don't want people to misunderstand that message of, God won't do anything else. He's a good father um, and he has plans and I know that, but he's already enough. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine going through this without him? No. Gosh, no. I feel like I'd be a terrible person (laughs) by the end of it. I would be the worst human being on earth. I'd be so mean. (laughs) There's no, I don't think it's possible. You know, I don't even understand how people could because we need him there's no way Mm -hmm. we weren't meant to carry this absolutely not you know it's a big burden it's a it's big grief it's big pain there's no way I can handle it alone well Abby thank you so much for coming on we are praying for you and Bo and baby brown all the future baby browns (laughs) however they come to your family we are praying for you guys and I'm just so honored that you came on and so glad that you have allowed God to use your story to reach so many people. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Like I said, it's freeing um, to share it and even more the opportunity I get to share it. It's even more freeing for me. So thank you so much for having me. That story she shared in Daniel is such an incredible place for us to plant ourselves in the middle of this journey. God, I know you can and I know you will, but even if you don't, I'm still going to praise you. And when we're thrown into our worst nightmare, walking through the fire we hoped we would never have to face, we are not in it alone. He's walking right there beside us. I pray you were encouraged today by Abby's story. If so, I would love to hear about it. Send me a DM on Instagram or shoot me a message on the website, joyandinfertility.com. I love reading and praying over each of your stories every week. And as always, 
keep sharing and reviewing the podcast so it can reach more people who need to see Jesus in their fires. I hope you've enjoyed listening to this episode of the Joint Infertility Podcast. Isaiah 40, 31 says this, Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Remember, God is with you. He sees your heart. He loves you and He is good. There will be beauty born from your journey. Have a great day.